0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle.
1: I know a lot of the listeners, they live in like California, where a lot of these higher price markets are. They're priced out. They don't hit the 1% rent-to-value ratio. And for those people, I'll say, hey, go out of state, get above that 1% rent-to-value ratio. But some people just... They, they have limitations and it is what it is. I say something is better than nothing. At least you get out of the stock market and out of those type of investments. And house hacking is another option. Or maybe you can go over some strategies for folks who have been investing, but it more, it's more of a lifestyle change too. And part of it
0: is with a house hack. House hack doesn't have to meet the conventional 1% rule. If you wanna buy the property and have it be a long-term rental, you should definitely have it meet those traditional real estate investing rules. But we've worked with some folks that have done house hacks where maybe you're in that high cost of living area like California or Seattle or New York and your housing costs are three grand a month. If you can do a house hack and just reduce your costs to 1500 a month, that can be life-changing for a lot of folks. Maybe the property will never become a long-term rental, but if you need a place to live for that next five, seven, 10 years, and if you were cutting cut those housing costs in half, most people for $1,500 a month, that gets them a new car. That lets them travel if they want to travel. That lets them pay down debt. For $1,500 a month in savings, you know, you can max out a 401k at work. So even if you never want to be a big real estate investor or you're just trying to, or you want to save money to invest in real estate, do a house hack in, in that higher cost of living area and reduce your housing costs. That will frees up the cash that you can then put in other places. So now maybe you'll feel more comfortable investing that estate.
1: Any other nuances about house hacking that after being doing it for a few years that you know the listener out there might need some insight over? Just anything random?
0: Yeah, the biggest thing is that most people had this default of if I'm doing a house hack, I got to become a giant real estate investor. And that's not true. And then the other is most folks feel like, oh, house hacking is something you can only do in your 20s. And it's or you're going to have all these giant roommates and you can really do it quite the opposite of that. While my wife and I have tenants living below us, we didn't have to sacrifice on any creature comforts. Where we live in New Orleans, we have the streetcar two and a half blocks from us. We have bars, restaurants, grocery store, Walgreens, within four or five blocks walking distance. We've got original hardwood floors in the place, 11 and a half, 12 foot ceilings, So that's this misconception a lot of folks have with house hacking is it has to be giving up and making a lot of sacrifices on location or space. If you plan for it, you can really get everything you want.
1: And that's the obvious cons, right? You're living near your tenants. Me personally, I'm an introvert and that's a big one for me. (laughs) That's why I don't do it. I actually house hacked my primary residence in Seattle for... I put it on Airbnb and that was just tiring to have people come in and out. I just rented like the bottom floor. So I've done it, but I know a lot of people there, they might be a little bit more outgoing. They might like to chat up people who are out of town. If that's you, this could be something that you want to create your life around. And, um, you know, I guess a captive audience for all your stories, if whatever you will. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties.